0: Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker.
1: Welcome to the Casting Across Fly Fishing Podcast. I'm Matthew of castingacross.com, where I explore the quarry and culture of fly fishing you found yourself in the 225th episode of the podcast. So I want to say thank you for finding me. And if you get a moment, subscribe to the podcast. One of the ways that you can always be sure that you see the content from Casting Across, not just the weekly podcast, but the two articles that come out every week, is by going to the website, castingacross.com, and subscribing to the newsletter. Trust me, I have neither the technical know-how nor the desire to send you spam in any way, shape, or form. You'll just get a notification every Tuesday uh, in your email box with a link to the three things that came out that week. So you will have complete free will and autonomy, whether to click on one, two, three, or none of them. So check that out over at castingacross.com. As we're talking about administrative things, I did want to also say I always appreciate when reviews are left. I know how to do it on iTunes. I don't know how to do it on other platforms, but if your podcasting platform of choice has an option to leave a review or a rating, I would appreciate that. And to take it one step further, if you have a suggestion, if you have um, the need for clarification, uh, if you have an idea for a article or for a podcast or for something that you want me to explore, definitely let me know. Matthew at castingacross.com. I'd love to hear it. I don't necessarily think that the podcast or the website is listener directed. Uh, I don't get emails that make me go in a 90 degree angle from where I was originally going or certainly a 180 degree angle from where I was originally going. But I do like the little prods and the uh, ideas that I get that kind of move me in one direction or another from listeners and from readers. So if you feel at all inclined, definitely don't hesitate to reach out. Okay, with all of that said, we are now going to dive into today's topic. And today's topic is fly fishing adjacent in the sense that it doesn't really impact directly what happens on the river. This isn't how to catch more fish. This isn't about which rod to buy. But this is a conversation that impacts the way we think about how to catch fish and the way we think about which fly rod to buy. And let me give you a little bit of backstory. So I don't get online a lot. I'll take that back. I'm online all the time and we're all online all the time, but I don't really do a lot in fly fishing social media. Uh, I post pictures every once in a while. I push all of my content onto Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and a couple other minor platforms. Um, But for some reason this week, I was scrolling through Instagram. I only follow like 150 or 200 people or something like that. And I'm scrolling through and I see an ad. It's an ad for a piece of gear. And it's a very innocuous piece of gear. It's not a rod. It's not a reel. It's not a boat. It's it's very small. I think it was like a 5 or $7 thing. And a small company is making this small piece of gear to have a small value in your time on the water. I actually own one of these pieces of gear by a different company. And I think it's a great idea. I think it's fine. I wouldn't spend more than $25 for it, but I think it's a fun little thing to have. I'm not going into particulars because I don't think I need to, but I was I, the, the very first comment on the uh, comment section underneath this ad it's targeted ad. It, it says it's an advertisement is somebody ripping the product to shreds, saying it's stupid, saying it's unnecessary. And that there are, you know, way better options out there for doing the thing that this product claims to do completely unnecessary comment. Are there other ways to do this? Absolutely. Is it unnecessary? By no means. Is it stupid? It is not stupid in the slightest. This person that made this comment might feel like this is not a good idea um, and that they would not want to use it for what their purposes are. But to say, make that blanket statement and to, to go through the time to write that online, it really makes me scratch my head. like, what's the point? what what are you what are you trying to accomplish? And then there's an argument. I, I clicked on it, of course, I, I got baited into it. Uh, I, there was a comment, and, and then there's another comment, and then back and forth and back. But people are arguing about this. People who who disagree with the value of this product, but arguing the 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 merits of how it's made and it's affecting the environment. And of of course, they're doing this probably all while tapping on their on their smartphones, which are filled with you know rare rare metals and and stuff like that. That probably is much more damaging to the, vi- the environment than the nylon used to make this particular product all that to say, I, right now I sound like, uh, you know, in the, in the Simpsons, there's the, uh, episode where they're told that they, in the retirement home where grandpa Simpson is, that they're not allowed to read newspapers because they anger the blood. So that's what happened when I get, when I click on the comments and social media, that uh, they anger the blood. So that's, that's one side of this. This is, this is, I'm almost just setting the stage. I'm almost five minutes in. I'm setting the stage still. The second thing was, um, I was uh, standing at the, the door of the fly fishing show one day, taking just some pictures of people as they were coming in. Um, so I was in the exhibition hall as a, as a media or whatever I am uh, before everybody else came in. So I was just taking pictures of people came in because there was a really, really busy Saturday morning in, uh, in New Jersey for the fly fishing show. And I'm taking pictures and they have, as soon as you walk in, they have these two big boards and the big boards have all of the day's events. So there's the casting demonstrations, there's the fly tying uh, demonstrations, there's all of the classes, and then there is the, um, the book signing. And people were standing there, two men in particular were standing there, and they said something to the effect of, I wouldn't sit around and listen to any of these people for an hour. Now... Maybe these were two expert fly fishers that knew everything there was to know about the various and sundry topics that there were being presented at the fly fishing show. But uh, the couple other comments that that tailed that one, because of course my ears per- perked up when I hear somebody being critical, which again is is my uh, antagonistic contrarian side. You know, being you know me feeding it. And and they were just saying that you know they didn't think that they needed to hear from fly fishing personalities that they could figure things out on YouTube. I hate to break it to you guys if you if you know who you are, but uh, uh, that's that's who the people on YouTube are. It's fly fishing personalities. That's who your fly shop owner is. Is a fly fishing personality. Anyway, all that to say, uh, I just wanted to have a brief conversation not going to be settling anything, not going to be saying anything super profound. But basically, I want to encourage you, if you are someone who is on the critical side. And I would put myself there. I am by nature kind of skeptical uh, about stuff. Um, but that has really gotten dulled as I have matured and gotten older where I've kind of just like really don't care about the things that aren't that big of a deal. I want to encourage you to take things for what they're worth and realize that not everybody's out to get you or get your dollar, right? Uh, And I also want to encourage you, if you're new in fly fishing, don't let the naysayers and the negative commenters uh, take away the joy of learning in ways that are very, very viable. So these two stories, these two anecdotes, um, I wanted to to touch on them briefly. So uh, personalities within fly fishing, and then also equipment within fly fishing. And we could talk about these things Ad nauseum. I could talk about them for a long, long time. And these are things I do touch on in Casting Across, but I wanted to address them particularly within this spirit of criticism and this spirit of, of, you know, people feeling like they need to gatekeep fly fishing that I've noticed um, in a number of contexts. Last caveat, I promise, and hopefully has all been helpful in one way or shape or form. I'm actually, this is the third time I've recorded this podcast. Um, I'm not going to get it perfect this time, but I feel a real burden, not in getting all the details right, but in making sure I qualify and explain why this is important. Why listening to this for 20 minutes is worth your time. So I, I really want to hone that in. Like I said, not going to do it perfectly, but you give it a shot. So the first thing is fly fishing personalities. You might see people build as a fly fishing personality, a famous angler, a celebrity fly fisher. Um, I honestly think personality is probably like the best fr- word to use to describe people that have reached some sort of level uh, of, of, of accolades within fly fishing. Now, these are people that are like you and me. And for most fly fishers, uh, particularly, you know, most fly fishers in the United States, there's a good chance that you as a recreational fly fisher probably are higher up in socioeconomic status than most fly fishing personalities, because this is not a uh, lifestyle that yields tons and tons of money. Um, But you already knew that. Um, but why, why are people fly fishing personalities? How do they get to that point? Well, that's why one or two legitimate means. Uh, the first one is that they're really good at catching fish and they can tell people how to do it. The second is they're really good at making things that help people catch fish and they can tell people how to do it. So getting right out on the front of this, I just want to make it very clear I think what makes a person a legitimate fly fishing personality such that they are consulted for books, for magazine articles, for product endorsement, for um, you know speaking at events and things like that has a, a lot to do with their ability to catch fish or their ability to put things together to help others catch fish. But it has more to do with their ability to articulate those things in a way that you can understand that way that I can understand. Are there people out there who have zero level of angling fame that can outfish the folks that are on the book circuit and the, you know, the fly fishing show speaker circuit? Absolutely. Absolutely but can those people necessarily tell somebody else in a way that that person can understand how to do those things? That's what separates fly fishing personalities from fly fishers. That's what separates good guides from people who try to make it as a guide. So I would say that is a legitimate way that someone is a fly fishing personality. This is the person that you, sh- you should you should listen to. And if you think, well, I know more than them, then at the bare minimum, listen to them, see if maybe they're backing up what you believe, and then you can pat yourself on the back. Or maybe you can learn something new or bare minimum, and I've said this before, you can learn how to articulate what you know about fly fishing better because you heard somebody else do it well, All right. So that's the first thing. Now, are there illegitimate fly fishing personalities? Absolutely. You know, in this day and age, uh, they're saying that uh, like something like a quarter of, of kids these days think they're going to make it as a social media influencer. And the fly fishing world, the small sliver of the fishing pie, which is a small sliver of the outdoors pie, which is a small sliver of the sporting goods in sporting pie. Fly fishing has its quote unquote influencers too, right? I don't necessarily think I follow any of them on social media because I, I, again, it's it's not a ethical or a moral uh, aversion to that. It's that I don't follow a lot of people on social media. So that's why I don't do it. But you can identify that. You can see who is a legitimate angler that a legitimate company came alongside of and said, Hey, why don't you use our product and show how it benefits you? And they throw it up on their, their page, or they put it on their posts and they talk about it and you can say, okay, I kind of trust what they know they're doing. um, So maybe I'll look at this product or you can tell when it's somebody who is just really put together men and women standing in the middle of a Creek eating a granola bar And uh, you're thinking, I don't ever look that nice when I'm fishing, and I certainly don't eat granola bars in the middle of the creek. And the last thing I would ever do is have someone take a picture of me looking that way in the middle of a creek eating a granola bar. But all that to say, um, does that make that person a bad person? (laughs) No. Uh, Does that make that granola bar a bad granola bar? No. Does that mean that the hat, the shirt, the waiters, the waiting boots that they have—if you can tell that they have a rod or a sling pack on—that everything that goes into that image is bad because they're associated with something that you might not really enjoy, which is social media influencers? No, and you know we we can't play that game of guilt by association to the nth degree. So I would say that that has the potential to become a legitimate personality. But that also you can tell people that are trying hard Um, those people that, you know, all they do is they cultivate their image by having a good camera and uh, taking lots of pictures of fish they've caught. Now, sometimes it's fun to look at. And to be fair, uh, you rewind 30 years and the people that were taking pictures of fish for fly fishing magazines or maybe selling to fly fishing manufacturers to use in their catalog and their advertising, you know, those are pictures that we really enjoyed looking at. If those same people had access to Instagram, you know, two generations ago, would they have used it? And if they used it, would we be opposed to it? And these are questions to think about. These are things to be actually assess yourself if you are irate over somebody portraying themselves as a personality or, or fly fishing culture, uh, elevating them to that personality, that celebrity status. Um, then you have to say, well, what is it? What am I truly upset about? But all that to say, you can't throw the baby out the, with, with the bathwater. Um, I know a lot of people in in the industry who are just genuinely good people who are really putting a lot into their profession uh, because they they want to 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 perpetuate what they're doing. And a lot of them only enter quote unquote personality status because they need to do all of these other things. They need to do the speaking engagements. They need to partner up with brands. They need to do the, All these other auxiliary things that kind of puts their face in front of you more as you go into fly shops, as you go to conservation events, as you are scrolling through social media, they need to add those things to their experience and their life and to their profession because there's just not enough in sitting in a fly shop. There's just not enough in writing fly fishing books. Uh, There's just not enough in guiding to do a little bit more exposes them and it gives them the opportunity to do other things that are within the realm of their passion. So, are there bad eggs out there? Yeah, there's some grumps. There's real grumps. There's, but this is the true the true case in any and every segment of society where there's people that are unpleasant to be around and who are given an inch of a platform and they take a mile from it. Um, I, there's been a few conversations I've had with people in the in the fly fishing world where you're thinking like, you you know, this is fly fishing, right? I mean, this is you are you're not the czar of any uh, territory. <laughs> you. Uh, you are not uh, some some great figurehead of, of anything. Um, and uh, those are the ones that usually the other fly fishing personalities don't really enjoy being around too. But all that to say, uh, again, if you're a new angler, um, don't let someone say, oh, don't listen to those people. Uh, th- again, there's going to be some bad eggs, but those are the, probably the people that you want to listen to and the people that m- more often than not are going to be available for questions through through some form or another. So a brief word: fly fishing personalities. I don't like celebrities, so I don't like that word. Personalities. Uh, secondly, gear uh similarly people have this love hate relationship with gear um you would think that some people um go into the woods uh, harvest their own bamboo plane it down not according to any pre-made specs but based on their own intuition and expertise uh forging all of the guides out of old uh nails and uh making uh their own line using horsehair and uh and silk because the, the there's a prevailing notion out there that, uh, you know, all of the consumer consumerism and commercial nature of fly fishing is bad and evil. Well, you can't have it both ways. You can't go to the fly shop and buy a fly rod and not be engaged in, you know, commercial enterprise. You can't buy a fly rod on the internet and not be involved in some sort of consumer based activity. And guess what, there's going to be advertising that goes along with it. What do you buy that doesn't have advertising tied to it? You know, you, you'd think some people like they would go to a farmer's market and if somebody came out, you know, with a jug of honey and they said, this is really good honey, they would say, well, I'm, I'm not going to buy that honey because that, that person was obviously a plant. They're obviously in part of some big scheme by big honey to get me to buy this local honey. I've heard that so many times from so many people in fly fishing where it's like they don't like a new product. They don't like how a brand changed the wraps on their rods and is, is selling it for $10 more, which again, if you disagree with the practice, then by all means, don't buy that thing. But is it evil? Is it wrong? You know, if the, the market will take care of itself. If something is truly a dumb product, people will stop buying it. We don't have to be the white knights to inform the rest of social media or everybody at the fly shop that this new thing is the bane of existence and it's going to cause all the trouts to die. We can chill out a little bit and appreciate the fact that some people are going to want some kinds of things and other people are going to want other kinds of things. And I, I engage with somebody once about this, a, a company came out with a product, um, that was, uh, you could buy in another form. I, I I don't know why I'm being so general, but I'm gonna stick with it, right? You you could buy it in all together, or you can buy it cut up into pieces. <laughs> That's basically what it came down to. And people were just tearing the cut up into pieces thing to shreds. Well, you know, I absolutely love uh, hackle packs what's that? It's a whole hackle cape cut in, into pieces. Could I buy a hackle cape and cut it up into pieces on my own? Yes. But if I want to buy like a dry fly pack and have, you know, really only, you know, 25 or, or 30 perfect little feathers, then I'm going to buy that. And that's very normal. And I've never seen anyone poopoo that. But for some reason, this new thing came along, which was a big thing cut up into small pieces and people just went absolutely crazy online over it. So it's just another example of it. I think what it comes down to is people just like to complain. Uh, I think people, you know, it's one of those things where you, you have what's in your closet and that's acceptable. But if somebody is, has something else in their closet, you look at that and say, Oh, why, why in the world would you have that thing? Chill out. It's just fly fishing. Relax. It's just spending time outside. And so again, if you are a new angler, um, Advertising is part of the game. You go into a fly shop and guess what? They have big signs up. They have big vinyl banners with all the names of the fly rods uh, companies that they sell. Uh, That's just part of it. You go, you walk up on that door and there's stickers from all the different fly fishing companies on it. You know, that's not bad. There's nothing inherently wrong with that. That's very, very normal. Uh, You're going to see the exact same thing, whether you're at Walmart or whether you're you're at some high end department store. Um, And you know what? There is an air of elitism that comes with going to a boutique shop that doesn't have any advertising that in itself is advertising. And so I just think it's really funny that people try to defend fly fishing's honor when some of the earliest fly fishing stuff we have are, are advertisements for flies and for tackle. And we think it's really cool. And that's some of the neatest stuff to go back to, like, say, the American Museum of Fly Fishing, or you can find some digital records, of some of these things, and see how people back then were consumers like we are. Because at the end of the day, both of these topics, personalities and stuff, people and things. Um, they feed into fly fishing. We take all of these things, both our, our use of the the equipment and our interactions with people who've been doing this in, in a more professional capacity than we have, and then we take all the auxiliary stuff, the critiques of those people, the critiques in, of, of those gears and those reviews of those gears, and we take all of that and we put it into our heads and we synthesize it into our opinion. And my encouragement to you, again, is to you know, if if you have a critical spirit, ratchet that down a little bit. Um, If you are naive, I would say, you know, become a little bit more critical. But all said and done, I think the most important thing is that you become an informed consumer be able to see through the things that might be a little bit of fluff. It might still be a good thing. Going back to that granola bar example, it might still be a good granola bar. You're just not going to look like some beautiful model eating it in the middle of a stream. So if that's your expectation, or you think that people are going to see you at the boat ramp, like, oh my goodness, look, he's eating that brand of granola bar. He's got that fly rod. He's got those waders. He's got that boat. Wow, he must be quite the angler. Like that. That's an unreasonable expectation. But also don't necessarily feel like people are going to see you with this thing that you actually like, but it's kind of tied to some silly marketing and maybe a couple of social media figures are using it. And they're going to look at you and say, Oh, this person's an obvious newbie. They have no clue what they're doing because only that kind of person would buy that kind of thing. That kind of stuff is just silly and nonsense. We need to be much less self-conscious when it comes to fly fishing, and we need to take ourselves a whole lot less seriously. The things that matter are you're enjoying your time on the water. The things that matter are the relationships you form. And a lot of times you're able to, to form relationships with people that are quote-unquote fly fishing personalities because they had to put their waders on the same way that we do. And there's a very good chance that a lot of them are doing things behind the scenes to help improve your fishing that you don't even know about. And I would also say enjoy gear it's fun to have a nice fly rod. It's fun to have a new reel. It's fun to have those things. But remember, all of those things are simply aspects that feed into enjoying the quarry and culture of fly fishing, the pursuit of fish and everything that goes into it. So a little bit of encouragement based off of a couple of negative experiences that I had in the past few uh, months within the fly fishing culture. Uh, But again, we're we're talking like, uh, you know, this is maybe the 5% Less than that, it's just a very vocal 5% of the uh, angling curmudgeons that exist online. And curmudgeons aren't only old. There's some young ones too. You get fired up when you're in your early 20s and you want to take on the fly fishing world. All right. Anyway, that's enough of that. Any questions, comments, thoughts, accusations? Let me know. Matthew at castingacross.com. I would absolutely love to hear from you. This week on castingacross.com, a gear review, a piece of gear that I am reviewing. And what was that piece of gear? It is the Beast Sling Pack from VidaVu. So I've talked about VidaVu gear before, but this article, A Beast of a Fly Fishing Pack, is a six-plus-year review of their flagship pack, I started fishing with the Beast in 2017. This is uh, one of their largest sling packs, uh, and it is built to order. And it is incredibly ergonomic. It is well designed, and the craftsmanship is impeccable. But this is a pack that I will use if I have a broad purpose day. It's the kind of pack I can throw one box and a jacket in. Um, I can throw all my boxes in. Um, I can throw a giant box of uh, of toothy fish flies uh, in it, um, and have room for. Or that granola bar, the granola bar. I'm taking pictures of myself eating in the middle of the stream. Anyway, awesome pack. Uh, the, the model that I have is an old model. There's been some upgrades, some quality upgrades that you can see. If you go read that article, a beast of a fly fishing pack over at castingcross.com Wednesday's article. All right. In your mind, rewind to high school or to middle school. And uh, you're on that pull-up bar and everyone is watching you. Why are you submitting yourself to this level of torture, you may ask? Because it's the Presidential Fitness Award. That's what you're looking for. So um, no one asked me for my opinion, but uh, they got rid of this in 2013. Uh, But I think they should bring it back, but not in its traditional form. They should bring it back within fly fishing. And so that's what this proposal is. It's a very important, very serious proposal about the presidential fly fishness test. So you can read that article as well as the Beast Review and all the other hundreds of articles over at castingacross.com. This week's recommendation on the podcast, uh, it's listen to somebody in person. Uh so I'm recording this in March. There's a very good chance that in the coming months, your Trout Unlimited chapter, your fly shop, uh maybe even something like a Bass Pro Shop or a Cabela's, or your local library, I know that all five of those things I just listed, I could go at some point in time in the next few months and listen to a real person, a personality, if you will, who is engaged in either conservation or equipment or fly fishing itself and they are putting on talks and demonstrations. Um, These are great opportunities for you to learn from someone who knows something and who can usually articulate that very well. So this is something I advocated for the folks that were going to fly fishing shows and different expo events over the, over the winter time. but there's still opportunities to do it. And like I said before in the podcast, if it's something that you think you know all about, then it's great to hear it from a different angle, see it from a different facet. There's a lot of value in that. So check it out. And if you do hear somebody and you think that other people should listen to them, let me know. Matthew at castingcross.com. I would love to share good people, uh, good places, and good things that uh, go into the pursuit of fish. Thanks for listening to the Casting Cross Fly Fishing Podcast. Please subscribe to your favorite podcast app and rate the podcast on iTunes. Then head over to CastingCross.com for three posts a week on the people, placing some things that go in the pursuit of fish.